0: Hello, brethren. Brother Bob here again. This is my second Bible Blurb podcast. Title is, a blood-bought, born-again, eternally saved child of God can forfeit or throw away their eternal life. Now, I already know that a lot of you are probably thinking that I've gone whack a because I did my first Bible Blurb podcast with the clear intention of telling God's people that unless a true born-again, blood-bought, eternally saved child of God renounces their faith in Christ, They can never ever forfeit or lose through carnal living their eternal salvation. And yet here I am telling you that I believe the Bible clearly teaches that a true born-again believer can forfeit or throw away because of unrepentant sin, because of a lackadaisical Christian walk, they can throw away their eternal life. How can that be, Brother Bob? How can both concepts be true? Good question. My answer is that the scriptures show that there is a big difference between a believer freely and eternally being saved through faith in the free gift gospel of Christ and a believer forfeiting or throwing away God's special, honorary, earned, or merited eternal life that he gives to his faithful children. So yes, there are two types of eternal life mentioned in the Bible. I'll expound that as I go through this podcast. One eternal life is absolutely, totally, 100% free. That's the eternal life that's promised to a lost person when they get born again. It says in Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Yeshua Christ our Lord. And then there's the other eternal life that the Bible talks about. It clearly shows that it's, a, that it's an earned eternal life. It, that means it's achieved through doing some good works or good things that please the Lord. Galatians 6, 7 through 9, don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. Those believers who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those believers who live to please the spirit will harvest everlasting life from the spirit. So don't get tired of doing what's good. At the right time, believers will reap a harvest of blessing if they don't grow weary. So quite clearly there's two types of eternal life. One that's absolutely free one that comes through a believer doing stuff. So as I will explain shortly, I'm not talking out of both sides of my mouth when I mention that there are two types or two kinds of eternal life mentioned in the Scriptures. In my first Bible Blur podcast, I quickly and clearly established that a person's eternal, i.e. initial salvation from hell, is absolutely Totally, 100% free. Please listen to the podcast. No one receives this free gift of eternal life out of hell by their good works or by being faithful to Christ or by keeping God's commandments or even by dedicating their life to Christ. This is a free gift gospel. It comes by simply putting your faith in the fact that Christ paid for your sins. So here's a little side note. Let me share an important thought before I get too much further. When a lost person gets saved, i.e. gets born again, What they are saved from is hell. Having faith in the free gift gospel of Christ means that you understand and believe by faith that what Christ did for you at Calvary was to pay off your hell sin debt, a debt we all owe a holy and just God. Faith in the gospel of Christ does not earn a believer rewards. Faith in the gospel of Christ does not deliver a newly born-again believer from their sin nature. Faith in the gospel of Christ does not literally heal your sicknesses nor remove your addictions, though on rare occasions the Lord might choose to do that. In fact, having faith in the gospel of Christ does not guarantee you that your life will go better. Having saving faith in the gospel of Christ simply means that a person understands that they were a guilty sinner who deserved to go to hell to pay for their sins, who now understands and believes that they are not going to hell because they believe that Yeshua Christ suffered and died to pay off their hell sin debt, and then he freely offers this sacrifice to those who believe it. Imagine that, totally free. Salvation couldn't be any easier than that, could it be? Brethren, Yeshua Christ freely offers to cover over the entire list of hell debt sins that a person owes the holy and just God if they simply believe that he paid for them. That's why the Bible tells us over and over and over again that eternal redemption from our sins comes through simply believing that Christ paid for them. I know, I'm a believer, and it seems too good to be true, but I know it is. And I believe that a lot of people miss this opportunity to be eternally saved because they refuse to believe that having their sins paid for or forgiven is that simple. Here's a little side note. It's simple, i.e. easy, for us to get saved. We simply need to intellectually believe that Christ paid for our sins. However, it wasn't simple or easy for Christ to pay for those sins. So we can all agree that getting initially saved or born again is a result of a person simply accepting the free gift of eternal life that was paid for with Christ's blood. So since salvation is a free gift, that initial salvation that a born-again experience is a free gift that one receives through faith in the gospel of Christ and not through faith in the gospel of Christ, plus any good works or righteous living or promising to be faithful to the Lord. Why does the Lord say these next words to Peter? Now listen carefully to what Yeshua Christ tells Peter, Matthew 19, 27. Then Peter said to Christ, Behold, we have left everything and followed you, what will it be for us in the next life? So let me interject right away. Leaving everything behind and following Christ is not part of the initial salvation experience. That initial salvation experience is a free gift apart from leaving stuff behind or promising to serve the Lord. So Peter's obviously asking a question, talking about, Lord, what do we get For serving you? What kind of future or what kind of benefits or what kind of perks are there for serving you? Sadly, there's a lot of people in the church that would say that's arrogant. You know, we shouldn't be asking the Lord what we get for serving him. Well, you know what? The Lord told us to pile up treasures in heaven. He commanded us to do those things that piles up treasures in heaven. It's not wrong to think about doing things knowing that there is going to be a reward for it. The problem is, is our motivation for doing those things should not just be the rewards we're going to get. Our motivation for serving Christ should be, first of all, the fact that he hung on nails and died to save our story butts from hell. But there's nothing wrong with piling up treasures in heaven. In fact, like I said, we're commanded to do that. So the Lord goes on, and Yeshua Christ said to Peter, Truly I say to you, that you believers who have followed me in the regeneration when the Son of Man will sit on his glorious throne, he's talking about the future kingdom, you also shall sit upon 12 thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or fathers or mothers or children or farms for my name's sake will receive many times as much and will inherit eternal life. Are you listening to what Christ is saying? Let me repeat what Christ said. And everyone—that means all believers—not everyone, unsaved people—aren't going to get any rewards in heaven. He's saying all believers who have left houses or brothers or sisters or far, family or, you know, the the car behind the house on the lake, gave up the, the you know, the luxurious job, all that kind of things, to serve him will inherit eternal life. Brother Bob, Yeshua Christ is clearly telling all his followers, i.e., believers, and not just Peter. That in order for a born-again, blood body, eternally saved child of God to inherit this special eternal life, they must do stuff. Amen. That's exactly what he's doing. Now, obviously, if someone has to do a good deed or a good work in order to get the eternal life that Christ speaks of, it has to be a different type of eternal life than the free gift of eternal life that a person freely receives, apart from doing any good works, that they receive when they get born again. Amen? Makes sense? Think about it. Romans 3.25. For God presented Yeshua as a sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Yeshua Christ sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. That's a free gift of eternal life given to all who believe. It's quite different from what Christ is sharing here in Matthew chapter 19. Again, God's not a liar. Christ isn't a liar. He He's, he's sharing information that he expects his people to figure out. He's sharing information and telling people who are already saved that there's more to our Christian life than simply being born again. There's stuff for you to do. And if you do those things that please me or the Father, you're gonna you're gonna reap some supernatural kingdom benefits for that in the next life. So let's go back to Christ's words from Matthew 19 again. I want you to hear this. And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or farms for my namesake will receive many times as much and will inherit eternal life. In these verses, the doing stuff that Christ talks about is doing that stuff that pleases the Lord. Again, what he's specifically saying in this verse is leaving behind family members for the sake of the Lord's work or walking away from the family business because of the Lord's work. It could be giving up that executive job. Because of the Lord's work. It could be selling everything you have and going to the mission field because of the Lord's work. There's a whole bunch of stuff that we could be doing once we're born again that the Lord considers a good thing to do, a pleasing thing to do. Now, doing these things doesn't keep us saved. We're already eternally saved. It just earns us rewards or blessings and a special eternal life in the next life. You see, the Bible talks about believers having a better resurrection, a better resurrection means that not all resurrections or not judgments at the judgment seat are going to be the same for all believers. The more faithful you are for the Lord, the better your judgment's going to be. The better your next life is going to be. It's that simple. This isn't rocket science stuff. And all you believers who've been deceived, you've been you've been taught that well, as long as I'm a child of God, when I get to the other side, you know, Yeshua Christ is going to run up to me and put his arms around me, hug me, kiss me. He's be so happy to see me. That's not what the Bible teaches, okay? at the judgment seat of Christ, that's a lion of Judah. And he's going to judge God's children for how faithful they were. If they did those things that pleased the Lord, they get rewards. If they were worldly, lackadaisical, disobedient to the scriptures, just kind of playing church, they're going to lose rewards. In fact, there's, there's even, the Bible even teaches there's going to be condemnations there's going to be some. There's going to be some believers who are severely rebuked at the judgment seat of Christ. Now they're not going to go to hell. The judgment seat of Christ is a reward judgment, but they're still going to spend all eternity being ashamed of the life that they wasted when they could have been serving their king. Now here's an excellent Bible verse shows. What a Christian wife can do to be seen as pleasing to the Lord. 1 Peter chapter 3 verse 1 through 4. Wives in the same way submit yourselves to your own husbands so that even if any of them do not believe the word they may be won over without words that means without nagging and pestering without preaching by the behavior of their wives when they see the purity and reverence they have for you in their lives. Your beauty should not come just from outward adornment, such as elaborate hairstyles and the wearing of gold jewelry or fine clothes, but rather it should be that inner self, the unfading beauty of a quiet and gentle spirit, which is precious in the eyes of God. Wow. Ladies, you want to do something that's precious in God's eyes? You want to do something that's going to get you a well-done, good and faithful servant in the next life? work at being that quiet and gentle woman that the Lord wants you to be. Christian wise, if you want to be guaranteed to hear the words, well done, good and faithful servant at the judgment seat of Christ, be that godly woman God wants you to be and control your emotions through through the help of the Holy Spirit and be that quiet and gentle spirit that's a testimony. I'm blessed to be married to a godly woman who does that all the time. And believe it or not, I can sometimes be a jerk of a husband. I know it doesn't seem like it, but... But her soft and quiet spirit wins me over every time. Anyways, that's a different topic for a different time. So brethren, it's time to put on your spiritual thinking cap. On one hand, the Bible tells us that a lost person's eternal salvation is a free gift that does not require that a lost person do any good works or good deeds or promise to serve the Lord if they want to receive this free gift of salvation. This eternal life from hell is offered freely to all who simply believe in the gospel of Christ. On the other hand... The verses in Matthew chapter 19 clearly show us that if a believer wants to get or receive this special eternal life, a better resurrection that the Lord's talking about it in the verses, they have to do certain things in order to get it. That means this special eternal life is not free. It's a reward. Hmm. Christ is not a liar, is he? No, he's not a liar. So the only other conclusion that one can come to is that Christ is speaking about a different type of eternal life in those verses. And that's exactly what he's doing. In Matthew chapter 19, Christ is speaking about faithful believers earning a special or better eternal life than the free gift of eternal life out of hell that all born-again people get. Now those aren't the only verses in the Gospels or or the New Testament that talk about this special reward eternal life. But again, because of time, I'm kind of focused on them verses, but I have a couple later on to share with you. But mainly, I want you to understand that there is a reward eternal life, which is basically a better eternal life spent in the kingdom, spent with special honors and blessings because the Lord found you faithful at the judgment seat of Christ. Again, I must have shared this a hundred times in my podcast. It takes more than simply being born again to hear well done, good and faithful servant at the judgment seat of Christ. And what I also tell people all the time, it's not how you start your new life in Christ that really matters in eternity. It's how you finish it. The Bible tells believers that if they don't grow weary of doing good, they're gonna reap some special benefits in the next life. The Lord's got a real problem with his A-Wall children. Or as lukewarm children. In fact, he says in the Bible, he says, "You know, I wish you were hot or cold as a believer, but because you're a lukewarm child, you make me sick to my stomach." Those are the words of the Lord. These next verses are from the the Bible Hall of Fame chapter, which is Hebrews chapter 11. He says, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 32. It starts, "And what more shall I say? I do not have time to tell about Gideon, Barak, Samson, and Jephthah, about David and Samuel, and the prophets." "...who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, and gained what was promised, who shut the mouths of lions, quenched the fury of flames, and escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned to strength, and who became powerful in battle and routed foreign armies. Women received back their dead, raised to life again. There were others who refused to be released, allowing themselves to be tortured so that they might gain a better resurrection." Are you telling me, Brother Bob, that all, not all resurrections are the same for believers? That's absolutely what I'm telling you. There's going to be some believers who hear, well done, good and faithful servant. And there's going to be some believers who hear, well, you did okay. There's going to be some believers who are going to hear, you wicked, lazy slave. Not always going to be the same for everybody. So when this first tells us that some believers refuse to be released, but rather chose to stay in jail and suffer severely so that they might gain a better resurrection... It is clearly implying that what these believers did, which forced them to suffer tremendously instead of being released, was to refuse to deny their faith. Luke chapter 12, verse 8 through 10, I tell you the truth, everyone who acknowledges me publicly here on earth, the Son of Man will also acknowledge them in the presence of God's angels. But anyone who denies me here on earth will be denied before God's angels. Now, again, these verses are written about believers. There are no unsaved people who are going to stand in the presence of God before angels and try to get into heaven because they acknowledge the Lord. You gotta be born again to even be in heaven. So the special kind of reward, eternal life, must be earned or merited through a believer's walk of faithfulness. And again, that walk of faithfulness has to be determined by what the Bible teaches. You just can't do your own walk. You can't make up stuff. There's a lot of believers, a lot of believers in the church who are doing all kinds of pious sounding, righteous sounding things that are unbiblical. Okay, you need to walk to talk according to the word of God. The Bible tells us that those believers who the Lord finds to be faithful at the judgment seat of Christ, will have a better or more pleasing judgment time than the less faithful believers. Now in eternity, the Lord Yeshua will be the one determining how faithful a believer had been while still alive on planet earth. And the more faithful to God's written word a believer was, the greater their rewards will be. I did some entire podcasts on the kingdom rewards. You need to listen to those to help you understand this better. And I promise you, At the judgment seat of Christ, there will not be one single believer who gets any more or less than what they deserve as far as getting or losing rewards. So again, I'm telling you that there are two types or two kinds of eternal lives mentioned in the Bible. One eternal life is free. The other eternal life, which is a better resurrection, a person receives through doing those things which please the Lord. Way too many believers foolishly believe that the end all of God-honoring Christianity is to simply be born again. And worse yet, way too many believers foolishly believe that in the next life, the only thing that's going to please the Lord is the fact that he, we were found to be his child. Brethren, even though our Heavenly Father is always pleased when new children are added to his family, he is even more pleased when those new children grow up spiritually and choose to be faithful, dedicated, obedient children. Brethren, the free gift of eternal life that a lost person is promised the very moment they get born again is a guarantee from the Lord. And no matter how a true born-again child of God lives their earthly life, they are promised by the Lord because of their faith in the free gift gospel of Christ that they will never go to hell. And as they share quite often, I I believe the only way that a true born-again believer can lose or forfeit their eternal salvation is if they renounce their faith. This free gift of eternal life was not promised to lost people by faith in Christ plus any good works, or by faith in Christ plus promising to serve the Lord. The free gift of eternal life that a brand new believer is promised the very moment they trust Christ as their Savior is not a reward salvation for a job well done. It's a free gift that nobody deserves. On the other hand, there is an eternal life that's spoken of quite often in the New Testament that is not a free gift of eternal life, but rather a a better or special eternal life that a believer receives for choosing to walk in a manner which pleases the Lord. This special reward of eternal life is not free, it's earned. This special reward of eternal life can be lost or forfeited because of unrepentant sin or rebelliousness or carnality. This special reward of eternal life is not given to a child of God simply because they are a child of God, especially because they're they're not living like a child of God the special reward of eternal life will be handed out by the Lord to all those children of his who choose to love him and his word more than the passing pleasures and the ways of this world. I'm paraphrasing, but Christ told his followers, if you cling to the ways and pleasures of this life, you will forfeit that special eternal life that I reward the faithful believers with in the next life. But if you give up the ways and the pleasures of this world to serve me, you will receive a better, more special eternal life, Spent in the joy and the peace of the Lord in the next life. Brethren, we get one shot at serving the God who suffered and died to save our sorry butts from hell. You want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant? They need to study your scriptures and find those things that please your Heavenly Father and then do them until he calls you home. If you're a believer who is pleased with simply being born again and have no real desire to serve your Savior, your Heavenly Father will allow you to do that. However, I promise you that your next life, even though you're not going to hell, will not go well says in Malachi chapter 3, verse 16, And those believers who feared the Lord spoke to one another, and the Lord gave attention and heard what they said, and a special book of remembrance was written before him for those believers who fear the Lord and who esteem his name. They will be mine, says the Lord of hosts, on that judgment day that I prepare my own possession, and I will spare these faithful ones as a man spares his own son who serves him well. On that judgment day I will distinguish between the righteous believers who serve me and the wicked believers who did not, between my faithful children and my unfaithful children, your true friend in Christ, Brother Bob.